Hello, and welcome to 10 Very Big Books, a Malazan read-through podcast. My name is Peter Bond, and this is our second take of the intro. That's right. With me today is Iskar Jarak. How are you doing, buddy? Doing so good. Thanks for having me back. I'm excited to talk about Blood and Bone. That's right. It's back for our second second go at this bad boy. Um, today, we're talking Blood and Bone. We're going to Jakaruku. It's our fifth installment in uh, the penultimate installment, if you will, in our discussions of the novels of the Malazan Empire by Ian Cameron Esselmont. And uh, I read the book for the first time. Iskar is a returning returning guest. Yeah, I think, uh, as, as I've mentioned to you, I think it was a bit of a come down, this book. Yeah. I liked it. It was pretty good. I had a good time. Yeah. I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a bit more about what I liked about it. But I do think I was just like, I don't know, it was red hot on Orb Scepter Throne. There was so much stuff that I loved, and yeah. I just felt like totally absorbed in that book. And I think I started really hot on this book, and then I kind of, I don't know, I kind of petered out a bit, and I felt like by the end I was kind of... Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of just shrugging my way through it but um you know i i think yeah so i guess that's my first impressions overall like just a little vagueness no, I what, get what it. was your yeah what was your impression coming back to this book no i i, I totally get that because i too like love orb scepter throne i think it's just like such an action-packed thing and could like talk for another hour and a half just about orb scepter throne but i was excited to go back to blood and bone because i remember being like trying having a very much like a figure it out kind of a mentality in when i read blood and bone the very first time mm. and so so mm. I, I was excited to like just savor it more, you know, than like the second time I read it, because I think I've read it now three times. But the second time I read it, I like actually knew and was kind of like more like dot connecting to other books. And I was worried about that this time. I was just more like kind of savoring it for its own, you know story that it was telling and for me that was more enjoyable because <laughs> i got over like the anxiety of like who are these people and is there like you know i'm expecting mm. my like strings or somebody you know like somebody somebody or like the scar sure, guy sure. is gonna end up being somebody or you know what i mean and so i kind of got bogged down with that but i enjoyed it because there's a lot of like cool lore and like uh, you know it kind of has like flashback or like these ghost moments that take us back oh. to like the beginnings of like what really underlies like kind of the core arc of the whole you know book of the fallen which to me is super enjoyable for that reason because you just get like some more context and i think that's been like a constant thing too is just like peel back the curtain on history and like find out what's actually you know the reality of what happened is always so interesting to me yeah um mm. I did. Yeah, I, I think it was interesting. I think some of the times when I find when we go there, it really depends on mm, it, it's depend on it's it has depended on the book and the situation yeah. about when I find it to be extraneous and when I actually find it to be kind of justifying its own existence, mm. because I do think there's a line that they have to walk there, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I'm glad you're able to enjoy the book. I find a quick side note. Um, you know, this is one of the few books. I don't know. Some people really don't like Pat to ascendancy, which is like we've talked about before. Yeah. Like some people like to rag on ice. Yeah. But some people, some people don't like this book very much. Like even people who yeah. like his other books and which, which I got to tell you, I don't really, I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's like going to change anyone's lives or anything, right. but like, I don't, I don't think it's really that 
like like if you if you like stone wielder i don't know why you wouldn't like this book do you know what I mean i feel like yeah i feel like his writing's just as good or a little bit better even better and better each time like it gets tighter you know i don't know i think that it's it's maybe not the best because again i like stone wielder and and well i'm curious to see what you think about a sale but i'm a big stone wielder orb scepter throne like i think those ones are fun and action-packed and like crazy military battles and blah blah, blah. Mm. this one's cool more for like a, a malazan lover i would think because it's more you know what i mean it's like getting into the roots of of some of the just like stuff that's in the kind of first 14 books or whatever so yeah i think one of the things i enjoyed most about it um is just the setting itself dude um so awesome which we, which we've talked a lot about the setting of course usually it's important and and, and bleeds into a lot of stuff we talked about it in stonewater especially yeah um but for me, since this book is, it's not super heart of darknessy, but there is this element where there are a lot of characters that are going through nature and nature is like revealing themselves in a way. And it is about going into the unknown and like be going into the wild in a way, you know? Yeah. And I mean, essentially, you know, the characters interact, but a lot of them are all just you know, I don't know. The Thaumaturge plot line is kind of a, a separate thing in a way, but you have, especially with Skinner, Kaz, and then Burke and Sauer, and then you have Sang, and, and like, they're all just going into the jungle, and they're all, there's like even, almost, I don't, it journeys. almost feels like it's like, yeah, it's like private journeys, and it almost feels like there's some travelogue moments where it's just like, you know, there's like, okay, we're going to fight this thing. We're going to meet these people. You know, it's just like these yeah. these moments in the jungle, and that's why, I mean, I think some of it let, led me to feeling like the book kind of lost some steam but i actually think that the atmosphere of the jungle was in the atmosphere of jakaruku was was very powerful and i found to be almost one of the stronger elements of the book yeah definitely like and actually it ends up being a a kind of character in its own right right like the little shard or whatever like celeste and whatever yeah yeah um so and and but yeah, I think the atmosphere is the thing that just kind of really makes it because it's uh, it's like smoky, it's sketchy. There's monsters, there's these crazy creatures and stuff. I kind of I never thought about it, but when you said that, I could see like yeah, they could have like gotten to the places or had more places that they were trying to like you know because because I could kind of get those travel log vibes now that you now that you mentioned that. But the which the, isn't which isn't a knock. I yeah. I like a good. I like a good, oh, we fought a thing and now we're moving. I don't know. It's it, it's it can be a good part of a story. I don't think it's necessarily. Yeah, whatever, no, totally. Know? But it was all like independent journeys with like this big convergence at the end. It's not like, you know, uh, there was more interweaving and like Return of the Crimson Guard, like right off the bat. Right. Those storylines were like kind of coming together earlier. And then like there was this big, long crescendo. So. Yeah, I, like, I I really thought the jungle part was was the most badass because, dude, and like especially with the uh, the way that it took down the whole army of righteous whatever meant because sure, the, yeah, yeah, you know, just interacting with the worms and stuff and the gnarly deaths that was pretty that was pretty hardcore. Oh, I do think there is like some of like Esselman's proclivity for horror or something or just yeah. like kind of tapping into that vein i do think there's some like kind of pretty gnarly stuff in there sometimes I, yeah. you know you, you love to see it but there was like um, a conquering the jungle kind of thing too you know and that's like what was 
you know, a lot of them were trying to, or at least the thaumaturg. I like that whole aspect of how they wanted like clean, like straight 90 degree angle, like type things. And why would you just like leave this jungle to, you know, be undeveloped and uncultivated. So, and then they're the ones who totally, you know, yeah. they all in their own way were like going to try and take over even Skinner. That was his deal. Right. It was like, yeah. I mean, I think, um, talking about mm, kind of the interplay between like civilization and yes. society and what is the, the natural and environment you know yeah this this crossing is already such a theme in in the main series and something that we talk about yeah. and like here i mean it is like i don't know we were joking with steve because in the god is not willing you know it's that is that is a big part of that book sure and it, it in this book it's almost you know the the natural stuff the environmentalism stuff you know the forest as god or as the forest as like yeah. the sublime i mean this stuff is and you were mentioning the celeste stuff earlier but i mean like it is it is you know in the core of the book you know totally and i love the stuff like with the whole you know empire and whatever the uh jacal <laughs> Baharn or whatever the like city of gold and whatever and it's like all overgrown mm. right and they were like yeah this is it like you made it and they were like what this is all like trees and stuff and it's like nature had totally like reclaimed and that was like supposed to be this big gnarly you know empire of crazy riches and stuff so that was there too and then that's like they're just literally trying to do the exact same thing over again well because like there's a return to nature here as yeah. well you know Totally. And the um, people are the idiots that are just going to like, hey, we can like take that back over and re like civilize. The <laughs> yeah. Which is like, I don't know. Classic human. Hu yeah. Humans in the face of nature is like that's truly you're facing the divine and your mortality in a sense, you know. But you mentioned the, the you mentioned and uh, also we're, we're spoiling the book, obviously. Anyway, oh, yeah. moving on. You, you pff, I, I don't know. We didn't mention it. We always do. But, you know. Anyway, so because I was going to say you mentioned the, this, the, you know, the ending about I forgot the word, the the client, not the climax, the the convergence convergence. Thank you. Yes. And here's what I was going to get at. You know, I think there's some endings uh, in both Erickson stuff and this where like you're like, OK, of course, this like it was meant to come to this. This is the only way this storyline yeah. could be resolved. The the only way these characters, these ideas, these themes, they have to clash, you know? Right. And I guess part of me really felt like the only reason we all kind of met up was because it's the end of the book. You know, I don't know. Like I like there is some stuff there, but <laughs> yeah. but most mostly I was just like, OK, well, you know, we're all doing our own thing, but eventually we're going to get together because you know right that's it, you know kind we're, of we're, we're in yeah. a book that's you know i'm sure well you know we got to meet up you know yeah but, totally and then they all get spirited away at the same time to meet for the for the important meetup yeah but i know that's uh i don't know i don't want to i don't want to come out too hard against the ending i <laughs> i, 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 I kind of like it i just think you know no. yeah was, you know you're reading a book and sure. you're just like okay well we are gonna Unless we're unless we're going at this down this that other road where the ending will anyway. So uh, let, let's 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 pick out some of our characters. Let's let's do that. Mm. We did that last time. Worked out yep. well. Yeah. So uh, I want to get to the Crimson Guard last. Okay. I have lots of thoughts about them. But yeah. First, let's start with. Uh, I think she's the first character we meet. Saying. I'm going to yeah. say her name, S yeah. S sighing. I'm going to say sighing. Lover. 
Yeah, I, I really liked her character. I wonder what you make of her. I I don't know what his like he obviously likes these like coming of age type things or something, you know, <laughs> because I think you get sure. that with Kiska and, and Kyle and stuff. But I like saying because she kind of has a journey where she matures and also like her brother dies, which is pretty brutal after all that and that stuff was cool and her like just discovering her magic and being like the super g'd up actually like you know magic wielder and stuff and she was just like this scrubby you know character from hut or whatever who was just like super weird village outcast kind of character but like gets a lot of like perspective on you know and she's like almost worldly at the end you know what i mean because she like kind of understands what those thaumaturgs are like up to and their kind of motivations and stuff i think by the end and i don't know i thought the the thing with pawn lore was i'm a sucker for that stuff so i thought that was all right but it wasn't the the best kind of uh relationship building but i do think there's like this kind of um forged in the crucible kind of thing that makes it somewhat believable still so and I, well i just gotta cut in i fully agree i think the pond lore stuff whilst that's one of those things that like you're like oh okay we're doing we're doing this one you know but yeah. like he is badass like, dude like i think it's i think it's kind of great i think the whole thing kind of works and i like i like how that i like pond lore and i like how it's handled you know yeah, yeah, and I like that, like, for her, like, that's, like, a big thing for her, I think, honestly, is that she yeah, comes yeah. around and kind of recognizes this dude's, like, you know, well, obviously she sees it because he's, like, physically out there freaking sacrificing yeah. himself or whatever, but also just, like, you know what I mean? That's perspective that she's gained, and that's why she ends up, like, pretty well-rounded, and that's the thing I like about her is that she goes from this, like, total country rube to this, like, freaking legit high priestess, basically. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think there's definitely part of that is like, I don't know. I think the journey into womanhood for her mm -hmm. is a big part of that story and yeah. the way I'm reading it. But um, no, I uh, ditto. I really agreed. I The one thing is I I'm just such a sucker for family stories, you know, so mm -hmm. I did think that her and her brother's story were going to be like a, a, a major pillar in the book. Yeah. And. Yeah, it, it is, but I wouldn't, I don't know. I, I guess I just, you know, but that's that's not a knock against the book. I just, you know. No, yeah. I, I love that, too, because, you you know, you can imagine a bond like that. Like, I'm not that close with my siblings. I'm, I have siblings, and I'm fairly close with them. You know what I mean? But nothing like where they'd be like my ride or die, <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure, so, sure. Yeah, that part was cool. And I love she, like, how somehow had gotten her hooks into them earlier than them and that part like really kind of like protected him from <laughs> yeah yeah so it was, like, it was I dope actually i loved when pawn lore was like yo and he says the commands and then honey was just all grabbed him by oh, the yeah. throat <laughs> that oh, was it's dope. really good it's really good i mean i guess we'll have to talk about the thaumaturges in general mm. um but big fan of the thaumaturges yeah and i don't know i just love when there's just like it's like such a high concept thing you know right like, to be honest, Malazan is filled with so many, I would say, somewhat mundane concept things. It's just like, yeah. well, these are the Rivi. They're a people <laughs> and they're on the plains. They are no, you they're know, and they're buffaloes. just just yeah. they're just describing like a, just a type of people or something, you know? Yeah. And there's so many of these things like this. And then you come to the Thaumaturges and it's just like such a high 
you know, it's not just like, okay, well, these people are river dwelling people that, you know, it's like, right. They, they got this city, got, they got all these mages, they got all these ranks, they got all the, you know, it's just all this stuff. And I, I, I kind of am a sucker for the bells and whistles. You know, I'd like a good stunt sometimes, yeah. you know, totally. No, I totally agree. And like, you know, there's that, that again, it goes back to that whole thing about like civilization and whatever, because they're just like the extreme, like taken to the most extreme case of like being the most civilized. Right. And like, oh, of course, you just like chain these people to this thing and make them turn it because that's like the most, you know what I mean? You just have dedicated resources, basically. And like same thing with conquering the jungle and all that. It's kind of like they, you know, they they lose their humanity in this like quest to just like, you know what I mean? They're just like trying. They're like, wow, it's all in the pursuit of like knowledge and understanding. Like, of course, we would like peel back people's skin and like study them while they're still alive and stuff. Like, how else do you see like, you know what I mean? Like, there's just and I think that's like that thing, even like Carsa always talked about, like in the book of the fallen, right? Is like civilization would never, you know what I mean? To be civilized, like let all these homeless people suffer and like all this stuff, because that's like, you know, and that's kind of what what I think you see with the Thaumaturgs play out. And they're just like straight up so cold blooded efficient. And they're like G'd up at magic because they just understand all these little things through all their gnarly, you know, inhuman experimenting. So and that is pretty, pretty crazy. Let me ask you a rogue question about the thaumaturges. Hmm. I remember reading once in my Discord. I forget who sent me this, but um, I think they were framing that they viewed the thaumaturges, or at least this blood and bone, as somewhat being an indictment of, you know communism or like some sort of collectivism or some sort of leftivism to mean just some sort of indictment of this type of thing Interesting. you know what, what do you what do you read do you read how do you read that thaumaturges that way was that something on your mind in this book no it wasn't actually i saw him like just as more of a i don't know i didn't think it was like a communist or a capitalist kind of if anything i thought it could have potentially been an indictment on capitalism gone like to the most extreme like you know case where they're just like dude we just straight up take over you know we view human beings as resources and use those for like the you know maximization of whatever that like final end goal is which in their case was knowledge or whatever but i didn't think it was like necessarily about one of our you know i didn't think it was a commentary on one of the the kind of political systems that you would look out and see more an introspection if anything about like you know just kind of cold-blooded rational efficiency productivity and stuff and where that could end up going one day yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it, it. The only reason I had considered it was because of this comment. I do somewhat yeah. see. I like. I you know. I don't really think that's a huge part of this story, but I do somewhat see what the he was getting at. Um, I can see that though. Yeah. Now that yeah. as you mention it, but it just wasn't. Something. Yeah, like I think that's you know I think there's something there to that reading. Um, I uh, I do think the, the, all the rankings ha, do remind me of historically some, you know, Japanese courts, Chinese uh-huh. courts, some of these places. Well, not only those, but, you know, they just are. Yeah. I more know about them. Like, you know, I don't the the ranking systems of some of these officials, you know, these very this hierarchical is very, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Creating hierarchies like that is a whole thing. And, yeah. you know, but anyway, yeah, totally. just wanted a quick detour into that about the thaumaturges. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? What happened? I am reading the Malazan wiki, 
And they're saying in Reaper's Gale, iron bars confront Thaumaturge's Yakshaka? Oh, really? I, first off, I forgot iron bars was in Reaper's Gale. And then I guess the Yakshaka are all on it, but they probably aren't described in a way. Maybe. That are like, well, oh, here. There's, there's like an overlap there with the Morant somehow, too, because I think I don't remember. I think it was in Stonewielder or somebody goes. It was when like uh, Traveler and them go to Jakaruku and there's that mage that they meet on the beach and they talk about how the Morant have like similar armor and stuff to the Yakshaka. And I think that that's also part of the like whole Bargast backstory and memories of ice, too, is that the like. Talon Imas mm. were out on boats. They didn't make it back and they went to Jakaruku and like some of the Morant were like the Vargas that went into the forest and like communed with the Eder. And I don't know. I think there's some kind of a connection there. Yeah, that does remind me just of these connections things that it was only, you know, I just reread Bone Hunters and Ardata yeah. makes kind of a cameo in that book. Right. And I remember reading it. The, for the second time and i was like yeah i still don't really get this fucking thing like it's just one of those right. things i was like i'm sh- sure i guess you know and then you come to, and, and then i looked her up more and was reading i was like oh, i guess she's connected to jackaruku yeah. i understood her better and now here she's like a fucking huge part of this book i mean she's totally you know. and that's so those are the types of things i was doing on my second read it was like oh yes i'm gonna now like go back and connect the dots to like the book of the fallen and do all this and that and like this time I was more like trying to understand the Thaumaturgs and like the whole uh, Kalor relationship too. Cause I don't know if Lore Guru goes in your Discord, but he has this whole theory about how, you know, Kalor was actually like a good guy driven bad by these Thaumaturgs who like were taken away from him by the elder gods and like turned against him. So I was looking for evidence of like Kalor having been a benevolent and, you know. <laughs> yeah, I've never believed people who push that, but, um, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe one day. I will evidence there. Yeah. Yeah. But um, uh, no. Yeah. Well, first off, Cal were showing up. That was a, that was a whole other. That was a fun surprise. You know. Yeah. Totally. Well, always a fun. Su- I to me, I'm a you know, I you know, I don't think Cal are, you know, I'm not here to whatever, but right. he's just like a great. He's a great villain. And when he shows up, oh, yeah. he's just like, you know, he does what you want the villain yeah. to do. Exactly. Too. Exactly. He's like. He's like my favorite Spider-Man villains. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I'm just like, yeah, Calor. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's great. Um, anyway, yeah. I just just want a quick note. Uh, one more thing about saying, loved that the moon is in this book. The fact oh, that yeah. the moon is in the book, they meet the moon, they hang out with the moon, they talk to the moon about this and that. Mm. Tattoo his butt. Yeah. Tattoo. Totally. The moon's like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm feeling well. I got hit recently. I'm not feeling so good, you know? Uh, and it's so... Just, <laughs> perfect that she's like the light you know what i mean so he's like yeah this is the bomb like sun you know it's like the sun lights up the moon and whatever so that was like why he was so pumped to like help her out so that was like exactly what he needed and it like supercharged him so that was dope and he just lives in this little hut with his little grandson or whatever that's like a total shit i will say when it happens you are like oh i for i was like what what's going on now you know and i think that's especially the type of stuff that is like it's almost like a fairy tale or something. I mean, we're yeah. like in the magic jungle. We're meeting the moon, you know. Totally. Yeah, had like Patrick Rothfuss vibes or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. So let's let's push on to talk about uh 
Golan, the general Golan of the Thalmor. Yeah, I wanted to know what you thought about him and the whole relationship with his underlings and stuff. I think like this guy's classic because he's just like the most, you know, oblivious. And then he like starts to connect the dots and like get the futility of his like quest and stuff. But he's just so like those traditions and whatever and these like structures of hierarchy are so deeply like he's so a hundred percent drank the kool-aid on that you know what i mean 100 like, percent. He he's like fully in full he's a full believer and really he's like i want to say i was i wanted to say a story is the story of like losing that and like shedding that yeah. but it's not it's not really that story in a way because like He's so desperate that he just like kind of even as these things go away and even as they go deeper into the jungle, he still retains, you know, he's he's still struggling. I mean, he's clinging on, you know, Oh, dude, 100 percent. He never like corrects. Like, that's why I love that, like principal scribe Thorn guy and the U pre guy and stuff, too, because like he never like just is like, dude, cut the shit like right, right down. No, no. You know what I mean? He's always like, oh, and he's like doing this like he thinks he's doing this like mental chess with this guy. You know what I mean? Who's just like totally dominating with little smart ass remarks all the time. And like, but he just can't let that go and be like, you know, and even when the second in command guy. you know, mm. comes in and he just never says anything. He's never like, bro, like, what should we do? I clearly don't know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Or like, yeah, yeah. You know, so I think he very much is like, just sticks, you know, he doesn't change at all at the end. He like doubles down and he's like, yeah, actually now we're off to like conquer the new. And he like just buys into whatever the fucking narrative from. So Dorn, who's hilarious. Yeah, he seems just like a very insecure character. Yeah. You know, He's like one of those incompetent people who you love to to kind of hate and you're or just see him like get dunked on like that because it's just like, yes, you're an idiot. Like you're in this like position of power, like everyone's had a boss like that before or whatever. or Somebody who's like, you know, shouldn't be the one in charge of everyone. But yeah, I feel like he has just like peak one of the officers on the Death Star vibes, you know, yeah. not not like anyone in the you know, he's just like one of one of those guys, you know. Totally. Yeah. And like the you pre guy or whatever is always like, you know, he's like the the loyal soldiers, like competent second command. He's always like, yeah, come check out this stuff. Like people got decimated by these things. And he's like, why are you bothering me? (laughs) Well, exactly. And those like it just goes to show this difference of relationship between like like the people actually. I don't know. Like you pre is actually doing the things and like having this having these experiences, you know, yeah, but like Golan has this level of detachment, you know, and obviously he desires the detachment. Totally. Well, I guess and maybe that's like what could be seen in, you know, in some ways as like, I guess, the communism example or whatever, the extreme communism. You know what I mean? Because then you have like these kind of um, functionaries or whatever. And then these like, you know, um, oligarchs are these like big, you know, aristocratic, you know, people that are ultimately in charge. And then like these people are like carrying out their bidding and stuff. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I I, I, I don't know how much I think that's a good reading of this book, but I do see like I, I do think it's somewhat founded. Do you mean like yeah. I get where I get where he's coming from, you know? Yeah, I definitely think there's just like an incompetent leadership, you know, of yeah, like I, I think thing going on there. For Yeah, sure. I think there's like definitely a criticism of hierarchies, like structures and like how parties like can manage like kind of almost whatever. But this isn't this isn't us talking about that. that that's like a totally. separate thing. 
Yeah. But you yeah. um, was dope. And he's like, yeah, apologizing at the end, too, for dying. He's like, it's all right. You He's like, I know you're dying. He's like, don't worry. <laughs> sorry about it, bro. <laughs> I know. He's like, dude, I'm so sorry. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Legit apologizes from his deathbed. I wanted to move on to next. Uh, I got to say, Merck and Sour. <laughs> maybe one of the best pairs. Dude, you know, totally. I feel like there's a lot of great pairs, and like to, for my money, these characters, like I, I'm gonna say it, much better than Scorch and Lef. You know, I oh, feel yeah. like they've they have similar. You know, they have got like they got a similar shtick kind of going on in a way, right? You see where I'm making that movement, but yeah. Um, I just think like you know, yeah, but even though I, I still just feel like they're. Their storyline, probably the best storyline in the book. I don't know. One of the better storylines in the book for me. And Love that storyline. Oh, my God. It's amazing. And I think part of it, too, is I think I, I care tremendously about those characters. And I think the book yeah. does a good job of investing you in those characters. And they yeah. go on such a journey from when they start with spite until they end up in the forest. And then they're with the try, you know, and then they, yeah. it's just. No, I love it. They they kind of like are the right way to do it, right? Like that's like, you know, here's the way the thaumaturgs are trying to do, it, which is to go in and conquer it and deforest it and then plow it into, you know, perfectly rectangular, whatever crops of, you know, perfectly productive, whatever. And then like you have these dudes who like go in and like ultimately become one with it. And I think they're better than Scorch and Left because even though they have that kind of like buddy cop uh vibe to them you know or they've got this little banter and a dynamic and whatever that they're they're like actually you know badass you know have like an efficacy to them they're not like bumbling into it and then like holy cow we're just right here at the right time with this crossbow pointed right at the thing it's like you know they actually like maneuvered that that whole piece and like actually shepherded that whole entire like mercenary company through and i love how sour like ends up actually being like the most g'd up one kind of and like merc is the one who's like you know at the beginning you're like oh here's the like kind of normaler ish one right who's like a regular yeah. dude yeah yeah yeah, and yeah whatever and sour is this like kooky like you know dude with the dreadlocks and the beanie or whatever and like but but he ends up being the one who like kind of gets it more and Merc like comes around to his way of thinking a lot more and like actually having an uh, appreciation. And that was gratifying to see him like actually go, oh, my God, like my partner. And they were always like friends and stuff. He was never like turning on him, but he was like this freaking crazy guy and whatever. And he actually does like come to, you know, regard him in that like positive light or like see the value and like recognize that his buddy was like actually super G'd up and saved their ass. Yeah, like Merc has to go on the bigger journey in a way or has to take further steps because Sour's yeah. just more open to it. But I mean, it's like what you're saying. I mean, one of the epigraphs literally is like shouting about it. It's like, I don't know, learn from respect the indigenous people and like this relationship to nature. And like, I don't know, I, I don't know exactly how to put it, but it is such a central theme in the book, drawing this line between people who are willing to listen respect and engage with yeah. those people and their relationship to nature and then like you know like we're gonna come in and this is my fucking forest and we're gonna cut it down and grow these trees you know and whatever but you know totally eat your heart out steven erickson talk about empathy and compassion these dudes like go in and like actually like learn and understand right and like see that that side of stuff and that's like 
who would have thought these kooky little mages that are out there shooting fireballs and stuff. Plus, dude, Merc, come on, with the with the manass and stuff and just going in and out of shadow and creeping around and being oh, yeah. like the sneaky stealth. I mean, like, he does magic good. You know, I, I enjoy reading all of his, like, magical stuff. It's always fun for me, so. Yeah, I think I, I think the writing in this book is, you know, I, I don't think that's like a, the, the, uh, a huge pain point. Um, I will say I do sometimes I just feel like fucking can we take a break with having everything to have this, you know, when it gets to Merc and Sour, it's like, oh, well, they're not just two. They're not just any two old <laughs> soldiers, you know? Yeah, it's just like maybe sometimes it's just like, actually, these are. This is just some this is just some lady, you know, this is just, you know, and it, yeah. and it is that way sometimes. But also like s- seven out of ten times, it's actually like, well, you didn't know this. I was Kellen Ved's brother in law for a while, <laughs> you know, and it's like, OK, you know, OK, yeah. sure, I guess, you know, uh, although I think I don't know, I'm, I could be wrong, but like I think he's messing with the like creation of new myth because he always peels back the hood on old myth and shows that they're like you know, or the myths that are like mythic to us at that time. But I think like sure. this is in the future relative to like the beginning of Gardens of the Moon or like the end of, you know what I mean? The yeah, rel- relatively. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's probably like what, six, seven years, something like that. Something like that or 10 years maybe or something. I don't know. And like, because uh, you got to think like Harlow's like almost 10 years old. So it's got to yeah, be. Yeah, but isn't that Harlow thing considered? I know, anyway, I know. I know. anyway we terrible... can't do that. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole <laughs> totally. other thing. But like, yeah, but I think like that's the whole thing is like probably all these like newbies and stuff like that are like, oh, my God, you were in Jenna Bacchus. Like, holy cow. You know what I mean? And just kind yeah. of like over people that are like no matter what. I don't know. I, I do. I do get that. I think I like that point. But I just sometimes I'm just, you know, does everything need to link back to, you know, yeah. the same yeah, exactly. six things, you know? You gotta, I, I like that he throws some red meat my way every now and then. You know what nice. I mean? I'm a carnivore, so. I, I do want to move on to some of the Crimson Guard stuff, um, but quick before we do, I'm trying to remember other plot lines we've glossed over. What do, what'd you think about the Ken Jack thing? The, the, the huh. bandit lord, Ken Jack, Ashev Jack, and all those guys? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I felt pretty... Yeah, I, that's how I felt. I felt unmoved. I thought... They were some fun color, I guess. You know, I don't know. What yeah. do, 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 do you? I, I, you, do you feel strongly about them? No, no, I didn't. I just thought, you know, I liked. I kind of liked how he got his in the end, and he ended up being just yeah. this kind of spoiled brat, like whiner, instead of like this. You know, I, I thought it was a fun move to like kind of dunk on this idea of this like kind of jungle freedom fighter lord guy who's like actually just a selfish like warlord kind of dude who's like yeah, in, in it for his own stuff. Yeah. Like, I get wanting to have, like, a villain with more human stakes in a way, you know? Because mm-hmm. I do get, I feel like some of the other stuff's, like, more heady or more higher level in a way. Yeah. No, but, this dude's totally petty and just, like, lashing out and, like, a, a resentful, you know, angry yeah. dude. Oh, and uh, we should, I just, well, I also mentioned kind of on stuff I didn't care for too much. I... Why the fuck is Osric in this book? You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I did. I like that Liam, the same thing we were talking about Liam and Kiska. I like that they yeah. were in the last book. Didn't really have a reason to be in that book, I largely feel, you yeah. know? 
and the whole every i i feel like i couldn't begin to care about the asterisk stuff because i would just come to it and be like why am i reading this right now do you know what i mean yeah totally so what was your take on the end of that because i didn't totally get there was two things that i just didn't totally get which was you know the osirk stuff and then just like i still don't totally understand the relationship with ardata and tris like what the, the underlying like connection and motivation that like led to the final confrontation you know what i mean like i didn't understand those connections enough to because there's theories out there that they like you know knew each other and like if you go back to like carcanus and stuff then i just don't understand that part so exactly i think it is like i guess in theory it's supposed to give us some context and knowledge and stuff you know yeah but no and he comes to the conclusion that he's basically just been like a selfish dick his entire life you know and and then he goes out and gets like exploded by kind of helping sang and piggybacking this like you know call it meteor (laughs) strike yeah i mean i know the of course that elements like the meteor thing i i don't, I don't know i just i what it is i listen like of course i get it in a way but i think what it is is i felt so invested in some of the jungle stuff and this yeah. like human story of being in nature and your relationship to it and kind of going into yourself in these ways that i felt like the osher stuff really took me out of it and in a way to I think the fact that he is so powerful was part of it, you know, Mm. because everyone else in the story, I mean, Sans Skinner, maybe, but Skinner, like Osterk still a way bigger deal than Skinner, you know, like, um, I just think like all of a sudden I felt like I was jumping to this like high, this really high level place and like contemplative philosophical thing philosophical but also there was just something about being up in like the ascendance realm and we're gonna go talk to gothos and we're gonna like i don't don't know i was like i don't know it took me out of the jungle i wanted to be in the jungle i I felt like the that's i felt like that was what i wanted to be doing in the book you know yeah totally i love that gothos is is such a dick but it is also just like a function of like you know what they were doing too i think like if you think about it it's like i don't know how many like years in his time like passed but he was in there for like ages you know or months or whatever and like yeah yeah I they don't were know, literally but... just like sitting there staring at each other for a long time so i think that like also plays probably plays into the pacing you know aspect of it that i do think that's a good bit i'll, I'll say that it's a good bit yeah and temper shows up when he walks out and he's like yeah dude he's all mess you up i like the little temper cam cameo <laughs> little temper shout out you know um i do want to move on to what i to me is like by and far the strongest I, I don't know i said i really like the merkin sour stuff which is true yeah but i i think the crimson guard stuff all around is essentially the best and most interesting the crimson guard have ever been to me yeah i I feel like before I just had no personal relationship with the Crimson Guard. I don't feel like there was many characters I was invested in. Yeah. But I feel like being Who were you on, vibing with this time? Well, I just feel like it was the first time I felt like Shimmer was so alive. And like yeah. being next to Kaz and spending like because, you know, you spend Return to the Crimson Guard looking for Kaz and then basically yeah. shows up and then the book like the book's over, you yeah. know. And I think just being able to spend next t- time with Kaz, with Skinner understanding a lot about the history understanding about kind of why there's this why is what everything's going on what's going on and then they're like oh my god the kaz like the whole kaz cruise journey 
that's like in the river and in like oh my god in with the with the the spirit stuff and it's just like it's perfect it's perfect and it's like blurring the line between like the physical and the metaphysical the real and the dream and you know like the 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 spiritual i just felt like that all of that stuff super worked for me like on a thematical and emotional level but also like i don't know i i was like the most invested in those characters i had ever been like i feel like before this i just would did not give a fuck about these characters so i just felt like i don't know what it was about it but i think i just was fucked fucking hooked into these this no definitely one of the best parts of the whole book and and i think like that is the the kind of piece that you know links a lot of these books together is the like crimson guard element but the flashbacks is the thing that you never got and i i love the whole you know uh tension that was there as they go and do their vow and whatever right that like you know and how kaz like is just freaking classic master manipulator of like getting you know skinner to walk right into a shrub he's like oh what you don't want to like fight these dudes forever and he's like no i do and he's like oh sweet so then you're with me you know what i mean and you kind of see that whole like dynamic there and you get like a lot more meat to to grab onto with that you know and so then therefore all the and the meat makes them feel like humans, you know, it makes me feel totally. like I'm fucking looking at people who live lives and have internal feelings, you know, and, and shimmer, especially, you know what I mean? I think she was definitely like, so, you know, human <laughs> um, in, in this one, because she's like there and like kind of resentful on Kaz too. You know what I mean? Cause she's like, dude, we like saved you. We went through all this shit, like the things and tatters right the group and whatever and like you're just freaking out like staring off in the fucking thing and like you know can you like get in the game here well that's what's so much more interesting i mean i think you compare crimson guard because you know there's this way that like especially in erickson's books they are talked about with a reverence which i think in some ways is just like a nod to cam or like a nod to like the world in a way but I do think they're also elevated to this like mythical. It's like, oh, the Crimson Guard or blah, 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 blah. You know? Totally. And like, you know, I think that's why when you re- come to Return of the Crimson Guard, part of me has that feeling. You're like, oh, it's like these. And it's like, there's an element of hype to it. And part of the point is like, oh, they're cool. They're this big thing. And what I loved about this was that like they range from the hype is gone there is no yeah, hype yeah, yeah they're just if, if in fact most of them are resentful to like openly hostile to kaz you know totally yeah. most you know the the everyone is upset everyone's having a bad time it's they are yeah. in fact not cool soldiers that are on a forever war it is actually like they are doomed pirates on a forever voyage. They and you know they've trapped, totally. they have trapped or been trapped. You know, depending on yeah. what you want to say. Absolutely, and I love the like even like the Skinner side of it too. Like you know, I love the Mara, you know, Skinner pedal like love triangle, right? And seeing mm-hmm. just like how skinner's whole thing formed right it wasn't like necessarily all this like blind lawyer it was like mara was like wanted to get with them right and so she was like down for that pedal is like this big old giant like forrest gump type dude who's like in love with her kind of or whatever like and like the other black whatever doesn't like his brother so he goes there so there's like this whole dynamic on on that side too and like you said it's all the kind of humanization and i think you had to do that like in return of the crimson guard it's like because they are mythical and whatever right that you have to be like yeah and we're gonna show how badass they are and they come in and like just wreck shop on all this stuff now he's like but they're actually like people too and that's kind of like what this book is i think the funniest part about it too is there is this element of like 
you know, you and like the 30 people you went to high school with or whatever, uh, however many are like all trapped living forever. So it's just like all of these somewhat petty, stupid beefs where it's like fucking she does not do her dishes. And I fucking this has been 600 years. I fucking hate her for that, you know? Totally. Or like he doesn't, you know, and, and it's like, that's what you're getting at. Like, I don't know. It's these weird things that are weirdly personal, weirdly small, but the stakes are for some reason are really high, you yeah. know, which to me exemplify those types of things. Like when I was really pissed at Josh for like whatever yeah. dumb roommate reason, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. No, yeah. I love I love that side of it. And like, oh, and I loved how they show the other side of the stone wielder thing, right? Of the ice tower, like where you, because we like kind of get the other camera angle on that when they go. And that, that was like really cool. And seeing that that was like, that was so, I I forgot about that because I read a month ago. That was so fun. Yeah. It's like a little overlapping little kind of crossover, like, you know, and you go, oh my God, that was like while they were in the midst. So you see they're like kind of a contemporaneous timeline, which is cool. And that's why I'm excited to get to a sale because they kind of then like dovetail back in and fit kind of finish and feels like a real conclusion. So it's going to be exciting. Interesting. Um, yeah, I totally forgot about that. That was such a fun element. There is this, you know, the crippled God stuff here is weaved in, I would say pretty, pretty well. I think, you know, I think it's like, I don't know. It it makes it so much clearer too, honestly, like if you understand this and like, because if you're just reading like Book of the Fallen, people are always like the chaining and don't really like, well, how was Dawson at the chaining? There's multiple different, you know what I mean? Like this makes it much more explicit that there's chunks of of this thing all over, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think when you, it is one of those things that isn't super addressed very well in the main series, you know? Yeah. I know, like, I get that, you know, just living in the Discord, you see that, because people come in and they're like, how are people, like, people are always, like, the chaining, well, how is he at the chaining? I thought this was, like, with the Elder Gods and, like, hundreds of thousands. And, well, because I, th- I think it can feel bad then when it's like, okay, well, oh, well, there's, like, another piece of the Crippled God There's around. just more chunks, yeah. Yeah, there's, oh, there's, oh, uh-oh, another chunk no. was, de- you know, it, it, it's like, you know, it's just like, okay, I get it. There's, like, another yeah. book to be written or something, you know? Totally, yeah. But, like... You know, I think this book makes more clear. And I also think, you know, also I'd like the spite stuff when she's in the book. You know, I mean, that's the exact type of stuff. I mean, talk about spite showing up, talking about Calor showing up. I mean, and this is like, you know, Gothos. I know is ragging on some of the Osric stuff, but, you know, this is what having a huge expansive cast like this is part of what the joy of that type of thing is, you know, to me, I think like I can be frustrated when I feel like all of the characters aren't being fleshed out enough or we're not giving time to everyone's story or anything. But sometimes I think this is exactly what I want where like, okay, well, Spite's in this book. She's not like, I don't, she's not like that important or a huge part of the book, you know? Yeah. But it's like, oh, well, she's around and you know, we all know her and you know, it's like, it's kind of, it's fun. You see a character you like and you know, we move on. And, and these are the type of characters too that, you know, it's not important. You're not following a journey with her. Right. You know? Yeah. That's not what no. that's not why she's in the book. You know. Totally. Um, she's almost kind of like the um the Peter Gibbons character or whatever from Office Space. You know what I mean? It's like the movie's not really about him or it is, but it's like he's just the person that takes you from like funny character to the next like weird funny character that they like put in that movie in a way. And she's like the reason to get those people 
there. And then she kind of like goes away. She kind of like gives him a couple kicks on the pants along the way. Like, oh, shit, she's still chasing us. You know, yeah, yeah. kind of a thing. And then that's like, that's her purpose. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's just like, it's fun color. And I don't know. It works, you know? Yeah. And I love it, too, because it's just, again, human motivation. It's like, here's the super OP like character. But she's like looking to like get a little piece of leverage that she can use to like go back and dunk on her sister. And that's like the whole point of that. Yeah. And know? like, that's so funny. Yeah, um, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, so I did want to quick briefly talk about like Kaz and Skinner since obviously yeah. they're kind of portrayed as, you know, these, they're, yeah. they're exactly right. Um, they these opposites. Yeah, and I think it's funny because I think the book really, I do think it's kind of underplayed in a way. You know, uh-huh. I don't think they're played as like this, like light and dark, right. fire yeah. and what, you know, I think it's right. like, okay, well, these are these two guys, they have this relationship and they've had it for a long time, you know, and different although, styles, different leadership style, <laughs> different leadership styles. <laughs> um, and obviously they don't meet into well into the book, you know, right. But I think it's an interesting contrast, and I think especially since you get to spend so much more time humanizing those characters, you know? Yeah. And Kaz is such a somewhat quiet and restrained leader in a way, and, like, I I feel somewhat cryptic, you know, and kind of a classic Malazan leader style, you know? Quiet, Um, contemplative, stare off in his face. (laughs) And then just, like, gonna say some stuff or something, you know? He comes out with one profound, like, three-line or three-word sentence. Yeah, and then just, like, won't tell anyone anything, you know, but... um, Later, later, Shimmer. Yeah, I'll tell you later, I'll tell you later. And everyone's, like, (laughs) fucking... um. And then Skinner, you know, I think Skinner is, you know, he's... He's not a comic book villain, which I think is a, which is a fun decision. You know, I yeah. do, although I think, yeah, his death is awesome. Just got to say that. De- awesome. Yeah, great. death. That is awesome. Know. Yeah. Now, he's much more decisive. There's no doubt. You know, I mean, Skinner is just like, you know, he takes action, you know, and all. But but what's what's interesting is that, like, is like you have this super impenetrable badass armor, right? Otherwise, like you would have been screwed, even just in this book, right? Like those were all like terrible choices that he made, but for that armor, right? Like when he goes up against like the robot chunk or whatever that thing is, the like, yeah, I don't know what it is, the Macros, uh, whatever King, whatever his name was, King, <laughs> King something, that guy was hilarious too. But, you know, like he would have been dead, but he had that like armor. You know what I mean? He gets eaten by what's her bucket? Uh, Rutana, the giant worm. Sure. Uh, yeah. And like he would have, again, been dead, but for that armor. So it's like he's just very decisive. But ultimately, it's like his rash, like decisiveness is what gets his crew into all this shit and killed. And like ultimately, like gets him killed, too, because he's just like, I do it myself. And then he, she's like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm good off you. I'll do it myself. And she's like, all right. You know, and that's the, and that's a wrap for him. So ultimately, it, it's his undoing. And Kaz's like contemplative, more like frustrating to his people style is like ultimately the one that's like kind of better to have a plan, I guess. <laughs> or I don't know. Just not wear that armor and be. I just think it's great that it's spiders. Uh, but um, it is one of the few things that like makes me feel most like, oh, this is like a magic item from D. Yeah. Yeah. You know? totally yeah he had like no sword too and then he like borrows his homie sword and breaks that and then everybody else is like you're not gonna borrow my sword bro <laughs> yeah 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 oh. so no i i just think that's fun and i think it's fun when he gets eaten by the worm and lives and then also doesn't spike getting him by a worm or something 
yes, she does. They both busted that out. She did it without armor, though, which is just yeah, even more which, badass. So. Yeah, I think she can do that because she's, you know, all powerful or something like that. You know, very, I would love very... to see somebody like animator do the initial like chain thing when she gets like caught up in those chains and rip back and then like. She's trying to claw her way out and Skinner kicks her in the face. That would be hilarious to see somebody like kind of make that as a little short. Yeah. So uh, any other any other things you think we missed? Any other big thoughts you want to sneak in here until you're what uh, to any big takeaways from your reread? No, I'm excited to, to get on to a sale. Like I said, I think it's the the conclusion. I think there's a lot of cool stuff. Oh, would you think of the cow showing up and clawing his way out of the, the dead house too, right? And like they all get disrupted and like and then he shows up in the jungle and is like, yo, and they have this like weird eye to eye moment. And he's like, well, you know, and there was no it's just like, whoa, what the hell was that? Yeah, what the hell is that is right, you know? Yeah, I guess that was my fucking takeaway. I mean, I guess, you know, I, you know, that's one of those things that like I was talking about it last time. I felt that so in heat where it's like, yeah, it's like, OK, well, this is a new book. I really don't know what we're doing here, you know? Yeah. And it's almost something where like when I'm reading the same plot line, especially like after reading these other four books, I kind of feel like I know that I feel like, oh, this is going to be like the Ivanar thing. Where yes. I'm going to follow yeah. this character. We're going to go on a journey. And like, this is that, you know, yeah. Yeah. where, you know, we're coming out of the dead house gaze. We're, we're in the dead <laughs> house. We're coming out of the dead house. We're there. And I'm like, what is, what is, what's all this? Where are we going with this bad boy? You and know, he's I don't like know alive what, and he's like, but I got a secret. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, exactly. It's like, okay, well, one second, is this going to get resolved right now? Because I'm pretty sure, you know, and then he but, just goes away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, goes away, so. So no, is that crazy. getting resolved or is that you're telling me that's yeah, no? Yeah, no. Yeah. So we're going to we're going to. All right. So that's I, as, I assumed as much. I assume there's, there's some breadcrumbs. There's some setting up of the end game that happens here. That's exciting, too. Yeah. Which is I am definitely interested since you made those comments that it makes that like there's going to be more of a connection in book six, because yeah. largely I do feel like these five books are, I don't know, they're somewhat connected, you know, but. Yeah, no, we're going to it's going to be fun to catch up at the end because I think he brings it all home and does a great job of like it to me in some ways. It honestly feels more like a logical and conclusion to the whole thing of like our current window of time. So it's going to be it's going to be fun and new continent, you know, every every book so far, except for Orb Scepter Throne, we're going to a new continent with the Corel Re and whatever. And Jack, yeah, that's true. Now we're going to a sale. Jackaruku, you go to a sale. Yeah. I guess, and even Return of the Crimson Guard, I mean, you don't really spend time on Itkokan. Totally, in, except for just at know, the very beginning, yeah. Yeah, you get that skush, but that's about it. Yep, totally. Yeah. And the, even, yeah, the imperial, like, politics and all that, like, you never ever went to the capital really that much. Yeah, before. yeah, that, I do think, yeah, you spend more meaningful time in the Empire than right. you do in so. other books. Yeah, it's going to be good stuff. I'm excited. It's been a lot of fun so far. And I think that, yeah. you, know, you know, I'm a fan of the last book. I think his writing gets better and better and better. You might not like the stories and stuff, but. Oh, I agree. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I think undoubtedly this is a much better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. But for some reason, I, I don't know. I, I feel I have this feeling like maybe it's because I read it a month ago and I do feel like I forgot some stuff, but I do feel like I'm like, damn, did we even talk that much about it? Or was I just busy talking about other stuff, you know, but. I, I, no. hope, I, I hope we got I hope we got our blood and I don't know, but maybe I'll have to think maybe there's something more I want to say, but 
Yeah. I, I think we what got about some, the Gital thing? The the tribe, the Adwami tribe, tribe, and oh, him and his and the princess was, and stuff. Yeah, that was fun. I liked that. I and I I don't know. I yeah, I mentioned the tribe stuff earlier. I like all that stuff, you know. And the Adwami is it's an interesting. I don't know complication in a way, you know. Totally. And I thought he was an interesting the the Jatal guy was an interesting like foil to Kalor because he like dies at the end, you know, and gets the mm. like final, co- you know, conclusion and can just go like, yeah, look, I've got nothing left to live for. And just like accept that and call it instead of like Kalor is like going to fight on. Like, I don't give it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes, I've mm. lost everything. I'll make more. <laughs> you know, and just like can't like let go and something about that, too. So I thought that was pretty, pretty cool to see somebody who's like, you know what, dude, I'm just done. And I'm gonna, and I'm cool with that. <laughs> you know, it's always great talking. I feel this way about the main show too. You know, I just feel like I always walk away these conversations uh, appreciating the books more. You know, feels good. Same. Yeah, really enjoy it, man. Always appreciate it. Having so much fun. Anyway, uh, so that is gonna do it for us today here on Talking Blood and Bone. Oh my gosh, I think in about a month or two we'll talk a sale, and that'll that'll do it. We did Dude. all six, which is gonna be a crazy feeling. It is. It's going to feel good. I really enjoy it. And I think it's going to be nice to have just all that that perspective again. So and then hopefully they just keep writing more books. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just been great to be able to have this kind of to cross these books off in a way and, and to be able to put these on the feed and kind of, you know, uh, I've loved having the art done for it. I love talking yeah. to you. And uh, yeah, it's nice reading new Malazan stuff sometimes. Oh, and reading The God's Not Willing was also great for that same reason. Oh, yeah, you know? totally. So good. Yeah, and just talking about the books, man, that's what's fun. There's so much meat there to talk about. Like, you know, each book we could have done a four or five hour thing. You, it's just still, still coming out, right? The just still, still coming out. I think he's working on it. Yeah, so, which yeah. I'm pumped on that too. Because I, I saw, I, I know from your videos that it was, I know it's like was supposed to be out late this year you know it had a pre-order date and then they took it down yeah and i know I got, they took you know, it down not done yet so and we'll, we'll have to see i gotta tell you i i feel like after we finish a sale i feel we should try and talk to ian cameron usselmont yeah i i really you know i really don't know how we would reach him but i i think if i think we might be able to get him i i feel like i would love to i would love to yeah i'd love I, to hear he, you talk to him honestly that'd be awesome <laughs> i do think he uh gives i don't know steve is fairly all over the place yeah Um, yeah and i've seen i've seen ice do some stuff here and there so i know he does some i think madness did one with them i know he talks uh, to ap canavan a fair amount yeah Um, he talks to ap their buddies i guess and so yeah uh, but i think think he did one with madness at one point from the the not a tsa cast cool cool All right. Well, uh, sorry, we got into a bit of other stuff, but uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us today here on Blood and Bone. Thank you so much for listening. Of course, please check out Iskar Jarak's YouTube channel, the the great tree of the Malazan YouTube, you know, many other great channels, but gotta, gotta, gotta give him the plug. Too kind. So send us a tweet, send us an email and uh, see ya.